Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, this is the Handmaid's After Show on Afterbus TV. We are talking a sympathetic Aunt Lydia and apparently American Horror Story. When did this become a Ryan Murphy show? Stay tuned. You're tuned in to Afterbus TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz all right, all right, all right. As my love, Matthew McConaughey, loves to say, welcome <laughs> to the Handmaid's Tale After Show on Afterbus TV. We're talking Season 3, Episode 6, Household. I am Adrian Snow, and to my left, you'll see somebody new. <laughs> somebody with a male presence. Chef Mr. Beans. Mr. Chef Beans. Chef Beans with the mental cuisine. Welcome, welcome. And to his left, you'll see who's been here since the start of the season, speaking nothing but the truth, Miss Lauren Hubbard. Hi, Lauren the Truth, because I keep it real. Thank right, you. and to her left, you'll see, since the beginning. From the beginning. From the very first moment <laughs> they landed one. in Gilead. Miss Veronica Bariga, say hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> All right, so yes, as always, as always, stay tuned for our special segment, for our news. Yes. And we're even doing a little special top three this episode, because shit got crazy, you guys. <laughs> so let's just go right into it. First thoughts. Um, I thought this episode was, uh, it took the craziness of this whole society to the next level, (laughs) which we're going to dive into. But just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier, I was taken back. So I'm going to just leave it at that for now. Yeah, that was a great way to sum it up. I was surprised, amazed. Um, I I was hurt and disappointed, Mm -hmm. but... I mean, you were calling it from the start, but yeah, just when you think things couldn't get crazier, boom, they drop more bombs. So, but overall, I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was disturbing. Uh, it was disturbing and more disturbing. <laughs> I wasn't ready for all of that, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, my overall thoughts about this one. All right. I apparently the ability to disturb me is very, very high. <laughs> because ah! I was like, uh-huh, yep, 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 yeah, of course. They have little covers, and of course, she's going to turn around, and her mouth's going to be, like, wired yeah. shut. I was totally <laughs> expecting that. I was like, bring it on. Yeah. No, you're desensitized. I'm it's not so good. desensitized. <laughs> oh, wow. I knew it was We've something, much. though, because she was too quiet, so I'm she like, something's on the other right. side when she turns around. I knew it was yeah. going to be something. It was, I mean... Yeah, and I guess I read articles and I was anticipating that. Right. But let's go sure. right into it then. So, the Winslows. I'm like, way to destroy the Winslows for me <laughs> as a family, family fan. Urkel. Like, come on. <laughs> so, the Winslows. With uh, Elizabeth Reiser. Reiser. Reiser? Yeah. I'm sorry, girl. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. And Christopher Maloney. <laughs> yeah. The- Playing the, the two, the Winslows and their and their fifty two children. Right. Yeah, yes. and that was. Uh, and I was like, whoa! Hundred. And they just kept coming in, and they were all, you know, um, all different uh, nationalities and Clearly all, all stolen. Di- right. Oh, oh, wait, you think they're stolen? 
Well, yeah. No, Most, I thought, if Gilead's only been around for five or six years and some of those kids are 10 or 11 years old, then then they were clearly captured just like Hannah and right. brought to these people and told that this is their family now. Yes, oh, you definitely. see, that that's interesting. I was under the impression um, that they just kept swapping out handmaids because he was so powerful. No. He could just kind Some of... Some of those babies are way too brown. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, well, no, thank you for telling me that yeah, because yeah. I was like, eh, this is crazy. There's too many different uh, the handmaids they got, going on. They and, got the more... They appear to be his actual children, sure. right? But like the two oldest, I was gonna say the two no. oldest didn't okay. have any ounce Mm-mm. of you know white in them, so they were definitely yeah. taken away from families. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sad. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. That's just a whole bunch of crazy that family. Um, but you know, they have the happy front that Gilead represents, and they're inspiring Serena in a very bad way, right? <laughs> <laughs> the way yeah. Serena doesn't need to be inspired, but um, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I oh my gosh! When I saw all those kids run, and I was disgusted. Mm-hmm. I I just was like, wow! You have over ten kids. I think they said around ten to twelve kids. And I was just what? like, they had six, six. Right? Yeah, they had a picture yeah. of them. There was six of them. Oh, I thought it was more. I just no. kept seeing them run in. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Um, yes, I was just like, wow, how many handmaids did you have? That's how right. many yeah. people's kids did you take? And they were all different ethnicities. Mm. So I was just like, was, yeah. you just want a multicultural family? Cool, but they're stolen kids. So, mm. gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really know how to feel about this scene because on one end, you saw the mother being very motherly. Like, oh, yeah, they're running around. But then mm-hmm. when you think about the sickness of it, like, they're, they've been taken away from their families and they're being manipulated. Just how Hannah's looked at her mother like, you know, who are you? These kids clearly only know this society that they're in now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was very... Um, just like toxic and even yeah. the father whispering under his breath like then they couldn't knock you can tell they're still a very powerful person mm-hmm. under this roof so mm-hmm. yeah I wasn't I wasn't surprised by it but as you can see Serena it really struck a nerve for her because yeah. this is going to make her want to go even harder with getting Nicole yeah, yeah. that's true I, I think I was I was taken uh, uh, I was I wasn't sure of what dynamic they were really going to strike with them because they did kind of tell us that Christopher Maloney was coming onto the show and that Elizabeth Reiser, which I think is the proper way to say that name, is coming onto the show. And so I know when Christopher Maloney comes onto a show, it can go either or. Mm -hmm. He can be very comedic or he can be kind of terrifying. Very handsome man. Just want to put that out there. Anyways, (laughs) but at the same time, uh, you, you just don't know what you're going to ex- expect from him. Kind of the same thing with with uh, Bradley yeah. Whitford. Yeah, you don't know, really know which way they're going to take him because he has a history of doing both. So when that moment comes when he's playing pool with Fred mm-hmm. and he reaches out and and touches Fred in a way that oh. I'm, I'm sure some people can interpret whichever way they want to interpret. Right. But oh, I well, I, actually, that's that little snippet is a part of my news and gossip. <laughs> but I'll just go ahead and say right now, yeah, the writer actually said that she wanted it to be interpreted. She wanted to leave it open for interpretation mm-hmm. so that the audience can look at it however they wanted to. But it was hinted that, okay, as a commander, one of the highest ranking in Gilead, um, you know, there could be gay men in Gilead, but that's hugely frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Before, you know, these new laws were set in place, he could do whatever he want. But now, since he's one of the highest ranking and they're in the capital, 
he they were saying closeted gay men and they we we get to see some of his intentions later on mm-hmm. in the season. It's okay. it, it's it's kind of crazy. It's a really new layer. So my whole thing was even the most powerful woman in Gilead was never uh, awarded any sort of rights or or, or freedoms or liberations. Mm-hmm. Not even the most powerful woman. Now we're looking at not even the most powerful men in that world uh, are safe in a way where you have. I mean, it was so interesting to see. I was like, ah, he's about to be sexually harassed. He's about to be groped. Like. Like, was not, yeah, this is insane to flip that, see that dynamic of male over male power because we're so used to seeing, you know, male over uh, dominate the female in, in this world. Mm-hmm. So that was, um, it was shocking. I was like, they, they went there and, and I loved it. I want to see a men, the men in that world feel a little bit of uncomfort, you know, discomfort. Uncomfort. Yeah, mm-hmm. discomfort. Yeah. Chef? No, I I agree because, like you said, this was like the power struggle. We've seen Fred basically have his way to an extent, but now that he's in this household right. in D.C., as soon as I saw him touch his shoulder, I'm like, oh, it's about oh, to get messy. Like, yeah. It made me crazy a little bit. I'm like, oh, it's like the, the power is about to flip. And even yeah. you notice... Males have been dominant in this whole society. Even if you think about the escalator scene, how women were supposed to be in one escalator and then the men were in a different one. Mm -hmm. You just kind of see the power. But I'm curious to see how this is going to play out because homosexuals in this world wouldn't be surprising to me because... Yeah. You know, they have their own feelings regardless to whatever right. societal things are trying to force them to live by. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think when I saw him touch his shoulder, <laughs> I was like, yeah, motherfucker, that's what you get. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how's it fail? Oh, my God. Clearly yes. the wrong thoughts, you guys. I don't support <laughs> sexual harassment or assault in any type of way. Of course not. <laughs> but that was my first reaction because Fred in my eyes, is such a horrible human being and and has has, has portrayed this his way of being like an untouchable person right. in Gilead. It was just like, ugh, now you'll finally know. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, oh. it does speak to a dynamic we see in our own politics where a lot of closeted politicians yeah. Oh, yeah, will work against their own community in an effort to appease what they consider to be the norm or the normal. Like, I, I was thinking of, uh, I can't remember his name at this point, but Andrew Shock? Something like that. There was a politician a few years ago who was known in the gay community to be clearly closeted, but was constantly hmm. passing legislation that was anti-LGBTQIA. Oh, and so yeah. now it's kind of, I think this past year it was recently kind of discovered or discovered that at Coachella there were pictures of him like with oh, wow. men and like making out and all that kind of stuff and I was like really but he votes against that but he in, votes in against his him. he's no longer a senator but yeah. at, at the same was time he a Republican senator he was a Republican senator wow of course so he was it, it, just kidding <laughs> it, it Sorry. does kind of layer into that a... dynamic that that idea that um people work sometimes will work against their own like you yeah. see that even with off Matthew where she's uh, clearly a woman who's working against because she believes it's the safest choice in this community, or even Aunt Lydia, which we will get to. Like, what, is that, what was that about? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just nice to see them layering that in. I wish they would layer that in in other arenas, which everyone who's listened to this show knows what I'm talking about. Race. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's just nice to see them kind of layer that in, because... Just because you live in a society that is 
anti something does not mean that those people don't exist. Of course not. Even yeah. if they are a part and support True. that society. It's yeah, it's a part of humanity. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of powerful people or people in the limelight um don't feel unfortunately in, in our society don't feel that um, you know, they have the support or it'll go against like a lot of athletes, you know, mm-hmm. that's huge in the athletic um a community that a lot of people like to stay um I, I don't in the closet or, or not you know voice and that's a personal choice of course mm-hmm. but i think i've heard a lot of people speak on that and they because it's such a masculine world they they you know they don't feel safe so yeah, it's right. yeah it's um it was interesting to watch yeah, yeah. very masculine a very, a very like heterosexual world like you're saying as far as the um professional athletes but you see that on, on a bunch of different platforms how people would rather hide in their shadows than really face their truths right. so i think even the scene where we saw fred being harassed to an extent it brought me back to even the first time when, you know, Emily had to speak on, like, her true world and was bashed for that. So mm-hmm. just to see everything full circle, like, nobody is safe. Right. No, nobody. No, that is the lesson, I think. Nobody is safe. So I, it was just, like, very telling how you just got to make sure your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted. Yeah, well, um, we have left at Albuquerque in the chat. He asked a very good question, um, which I actually thought of this myself, too. What I don't understand is if men run the show and all the women represented are subhuman, why do the men stay married to infertile wives? Wouldn't fertile women be in demand as wives? I'm going to say my little part, but then I want y'all to kind of chime in. Um, Obviously, all of the ones that are fertile that we've seen are kind of less than in some way. They were mistresses. They cheated. They, you know, they did something, Jezebel's, to be in the the position they were, but I know not all fertile ones are, you know, so wh- well, why is that? The idea, well, actually, there are, I mean, I feel like we're talking about cattle, but, uh, but, I mean, that's good, you know, we'll get to June. Um, the, there are fertile, um, women. Women. There are fertile commander's wives. So, because, that, that was referenced, I think, in season yeah. one or season two, where okay. they encountered a wife who ha- was able to have children on her own. So they wow. never had a handmaid. So okay. it, it's the, 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 when you go back, and they kind of like don't really talk about it anymore, but there is a problem of infertility throughout the world. Um, and they make a small reference to it in the previous episode when Luke's buying diapers for Nicole, and it's like 50 bucks. And he's like, why is it so expensive? He's like, because it's so that, rare. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's also the reason is is that nine times out of ten these men are married to women who are infertile. Uh, it would be in their eyes a sin to you know dissolve that marriage to go marry someone else just to, to sire children. But how they you know interpreted the Bible is that it's not a sin to take on a fertile woman in order to have to sire your children as long right. as you stay loyal to your wife. Right, who you can't kiss or yeah. touch or <laughs> show any effect. Yeah, that's why that's the to, whole thing about the handmaid and like the the prayer that they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I want to know a little bit more about what what happened in America to why women are so infertile. Well, that uh-huh. it's actually, and that's another thing. I was, I, sorry to sound like a historian of the handmaid. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. Uh, yes, so season one. When Tuello is first introduced to Serena, he actually makes a point of, you do know it was, or it was either him or the doctor with June when she's getting her, um, 
when she's getting her exam that acknowledged that it's actually not the women who are infertile. It is the, the men. men. Okay, I remember that. You know, yeah. season one was so long ago. I'm no. sorry. And then one more um, comment in the chat, and then we can move on. But Bernie Katzroy, I hope I pronounced that right, um, we're not saying that men do not get harassed by other men. We're just saying on TV is more, and it's more well-known for men to sexually harass women. And I think we're also talking specifically about the handmaid's right. tale. Right. This show. Yeah. Show. Correct. Yeah. We're not saying it doesn't happen Correct. at all. Yes, yeah. thanks yeah. for yes. clarifying yeah. that. Yeah. Everybody get harassed, yes. y'all. Yeah. Like. <laughs> no, we're like woke people. It's You're definitely right. just oh, speaking no, about the handmaid's tale. <laughs> We're just pander. Yes, yes. We're just talking specifically about this show and how the men have been so dominant. We haven't seen men in a vulnerable state like that. So this scene was just very vulnerable and seeing how even Fred reacted and responded to it. Like, okay. You see, like, yeah, it's a new layer. It's a new Mm -hmm. layer to this world, and Mm -hmm. and I think that's what we're all reacting to. It also speaks to how when you live in an oppressed society, um, that encourages uh, a type of especially in a, an oppressed patriarchal society just right. to, I mean if people want to be like oh Adrian you're being like so political read Sex at Dawn and we can talk about it after that after you've read that book <laughs> um, but it, it does encourage uh, a type of behavior where because people are oppressed they feel that they cannot be open and sexual and so it does end up coming out in ways that often do lead to sexual assault and sexual harassment because people are undereducated on sex and what it is to actually interact with the person in an intimate way. Yeah. Right. On that note, on let's that. go right into Nick before we we jump into the bigger uh. the bigger storylines. So Nick comes back, mm. looking all flirty, looking all <laughs> handsome. I saw him in the grocery store like two no. weeks ago, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, is he tall? <sighs> no, um, oh, he's was, tall. I'm he's like, I don't no. know. I'm like five one, so everyone's tall. He's like five compared to me, but um, but <laughs> Max Mangella, and I was like, oh. You're so, you're so, you're so talented. You're so <laughs> normal, but uh, I know. I was like, yeah, gotta go. Anyways, he's brought back. He's got, yeah. And, um, looks a little chiseled to like he's been taking care of himself. Yeah, sure. He's, he, he's, he's got some, like a good. nice coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's he's been working on it, but um, <clears throat> yeah, no, about. about <laughs> 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 well, I agree. He's good looking. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, no, I wasn't surprised. Um, can can I get into the whole Nick storyline? Yeah, like we're my right okay. Nick. Okay, great. Um, so I wasn't surprised that in his past life, as they said, or in uh, pre Gilead, um, or, or when Gilead was forming, they were saying he was a soldier, mm-hmm. and then that was why. They couldn't trust him, when, you know, when they had did the whole United Nations or the the Sweden meeting and all of that. But that did not surprise me. I've seen Nick as a soldier from day one. Mm-hmm. He's always had this soldier mentality, um, and I that's either a nod to the to the actor or or to the writing. Um, I don't know, but he's very consistent in the way that he approaches situations, mm-hmm. even though his humanity. Um, tries to overrun that, but I, I I don't know. I wasn't surprised to hear that. Mm, I was highly disappointed. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he's a part of Gilead. We kind of saw some of his backstory. Was it season mm-hmm. one? Mm-hmm. I think... Um, so I wasn't completely surprised, but I just couldn't believe that, one, he didn't even talk to the council. He left to mm-hmm. go to the front lines. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, it's like, this is your baby at the end of the day. How mm-hmm. dare, would you really want her to live this life? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I saw him get on the plane and everyone the just train. like, mm-hmm. the train, I was just like, wow. I was just, 
this is bad to say, but I don't care if they don't bring him back, if you know what I mean. Um, you accepted more. You accepted yeah, more. Yeah, I wanted him to be You're there for June. Max Mangelis, job security. I'm sorry, Rough. but look, you should have stood up if you really loved her, and if you had any ounce of care for that baby. He should have done something. So, do you think he's being misleading by still grabbing her fingers when he's standing next to her and different yes, things? Yes, like, like what is this all about? You're flirting with her up there, but at the same time, this looks great, Commander. Like, what the... Like, no, get on. And I was just... I'm just like, okay... I want to believe he's a double agent or, well, you know, just huh. playing this Part for Gilead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's really going to help them. But that would I don't be great. know. Like, he's just, he's not like coming up when I want him. Yeah, true. That's a prediction of mine that he's playing both sides. Kind mm-hmm. of like what June sure. is doing. Like, June is realizing that she has to act like she's a part of this even though she has her preconceived notion but I feel like Nick is on that same page even if he didn't communicate that to June that's how I feel but I thought it was very ironic that Fred asked Nick to stand up there yeah. to, for, <laughs> he did that on purpose I thought that, was like, I thought that was like funny but I mean I'm not surprised that Nick's role because he's always been very militant since mm-hmm. season one mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah uh, I mean Fred's always just just the worst. Just yeah. always Monster. wants to like fuck with people's brains. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you know, of course he did that. But I'm not surprised that Nick dropped the ball. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. I think it's one thing to get her out. It's, you know, to get out June and to get out Nicole, and it's another thing to risk your own life. Which yeah. I think he was willing to yeah. do when it seemed like the the odds were stacked against Fred and not against him. Mm-hmm. I think it's another thing for him to be like, okay, well, what do you want to know about um, about Gilead? And then also at the same time, there is that kind of soldier mentality that kicks yeah. in where it's like, well, if you keep doing something for long enough and you haven't necessarily been broken down by it, there's no reason for you to turn your back on it. You know, like... He is essentially going to Chicago to die, mm-hmm. but, supposedly. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm sure we're going to learn more about it. But it, 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 I, I, to a certain extent, can can understand that it's not worth the risk for him, and he doesn't. Yeah. And if he's so disillusioned with government to begin with, why would he think the Swiss would help him in any way? Well, so. well, some people in the con in the chats are definitely bringing up a good point. They're saying. You know, the Swiss didn't even trust him, even if they would have heard from him. Yeah. You know, they, so they were never going to believe the truth. Background. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of people are saying he is an I. He has a plan. Um, our Selena Z said that. So they, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, a few people are chiming in, but I'm catching them as they go. If, yeah. if I think if he was a double agent, that would be the best double agent we could have because even us just trying to figure him out, we're kind of like neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. He's very calculated uh, and and thinks things through. Uh, it, he would be the best <laughs> double agent. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea how to take down a um, dictatorship or um, oppressive regime. If you guys have <laughs> notes, I would love yeah. to have them. Could get them I just protest in the streets by but November twenty twenty. Anyways, uh, <laughs> like, all right. Are there any final thoughts on Nick before we move on? Okay, so on. you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the AfterBuzz community. Yes. We uh, we love that you tune in to hear us rant, and and we love that your, your YouTube comments and how some of you, you know, have a lot to say. 
Uh, on that note, Chef, is there anything you'd like to, to say in terms of yes, the yes, appreciation? Like, yes, like she said, thanks for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. We couldn't do this without you. But before we move forward, we just need you to do a few things. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a nice, juicy, authentic comment. I mean, After Buzz has meant so much for all of us, giving us confidence inside and outside of the studio. So if you could do those few things... It would mean the world to us. Please and thank you. Thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. Also, you guys, traffic is real in real. LA. Real. Okay? Real. Let's address some things. I know y'all don't believe me, but I was stuck for 50 minutes trying to get to the freeway. So apologies that we weren't here last week, but we're here now. Right. All right. As always, please, yes, rate, subscribe, and talk to us in the chat. I hear you making jokes in the chat. I heard it. That's why I said the thing about the traffic. Okay. <laughs> and I wasn't we, in the traffic, you guys. I was here. <laughs> we read all the comments. Right. We Everyone. Know. The 10-minute drive can turn into an hour drive on any Easily. given day. Any given any day. Given day. can't be predicted. I promise. Ever. It's all right. True. On that note, let's just go ahead and move right into Serena. <laughs> okay. Wow. I mean, I'm so tired of talking about Serena. Like, uh, we could talk a little bit about Serena. It's just basically a small lead into June, but are y'all surprised? Like, I, mean, I'm I'm not surprised. I think we're all just like, what do you say about Serena at this yeah. point? You know, actually, at this point, I I completely agree with you. Yeah. I am over her. You know, remember mm-hmm. episode one? I'm like, no, I have a soft yeah, spot. I, was like, yeah, I wanted to come through. No, I was naive, you guys. <laughs> I am anti Serena. I have. Trusted you like June. I didn't like trust June. you, but I was hoping to hope. have eventually mm-hmm. completely like you. Now I am done. I hope you never see Nicole. I hope you get more fingers chopped off. No, I'm just kidding. That's that's too far. No. But girl, get it together because you just continue to disappoint. It, it's hard to uh, yeah no yeah ditto no faith in <laughs> Serena. <laughs> no faith in Serena. Hashtag yeah. Um, it's 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 getting yeah it's getting to the point where it's like. Um, yeah, I've lost hope in Serena, I think. And it's it's taken me a long time, Adrian, to get to this point. I know. I've been here since day one. And I've always liked it. You know, I'm the little idealist. Yeah. So I'm like, no, Serena, it's going to be great. They're going to join forces. No. Sister power. No. No. She's, she's you know, it's off. It's crazy. She's playing both sides. But you can tell when she saw Nicole, that was like a breath of fresh air for her to like an, a reality or a world that she used to know. Yeah. So coming back and still having that feeling, she's willing to do whatever she needs to get to have that breath of fresh air close to her. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that, you know, she's chopping everyone's legs underneath them to get to it. But June, June is not playing that. June is like, okay, this is what you're going to do? I got yeah. something for that. I think when she had the conversation with uh, when, with Miss, Mrs. Winslow, it, it did speak to, like, oh, for these women, the idea of having a job and working nonstop and building a career and having a family was considered a bad thing, like when she gave the compliment oh, yeah. about the book. And that being able to focus on your family and, and build this family is, for them, uh, a, a big plus of Gilead. And so for Serena, I, f- I feel like for her, if she were to have Nicole back, then that would help her relationship with Fred, then that would help her depression, then things could 
could stabilize in some way. And that's how she's justifying this like crusade to go get this child that isn't even hers. Yeah, no, that that's a that's a really great observation. Um, in that world, it defines the essence of who they are to mm-hmm. have a family or to be a mother. When you can't work, when you can't be creative, when you can't, can't speak your mind, when you can't mm-hmm. read. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That is all you have. Yeah, yeah because yeah. even. Um, the fact that obviously June is now assigned to a new family, the mm-hmm. Lawrences, and Lawrence is like Commander Lawrence is like, oh, the Waterfords need to borrow you. They're mm-hmm. just okay with pretending that she's still the Waterfords' handmaid, mm-hmm. yeah, even though is, yeah. everyone knows she's not. Yeah. Just to get this child back, and then boom, now you're gone again. Well, it's, it's they they're definitely sticking together, but it's just crazy like Lawrence, how bad they want the family Lawrence, sure you made a face at the chat was there something crazy it was, no it was it was kind of a funny comment after we made the whole little joke about time someone said they don't give y'all cots to sleep on but uh, <laughs> no we don't sleep here okay. Okay. but no no actually a good com- a good comment was um left at albuquerque he said if being gay is worthy of hanging fred could report mr winslow to the authorities but I think that could be really tricky. Yeah. Turning in one of the highest. Of power. Yeah, yeah, that could backfire. He would ruin him. him. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So it could, because it would be his word against his. And Ex- we already know. Mm, yeah. Especially with the kids too. running around. Yeah. Yeah. Fred doesn't have the cleanest slate. So Not at all. You're that's right. That, um, what I think about this society as well, as you can see, women don't really have control or influence. So when it comes to having a child, that's the only sense of control that they might feel, even though it's like feeding and taking care of the child. So I think that's a another layer to why Serena is like no I I actually need this baby mm-hmm. or I have nothing to else be, to really live for like right, I'm not to complete. be sane right. she needs it to be yeah. sane mm-hmm. that stability that mental stability that she's clearly lacking yeah oh Serena I'm so happy I don't feel that way about <laughs> about that life <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> no shade I would love to have a baby in about 10 years anywho so Let's move on then. Are there any final thoughts on Serena before we move on? Don't give me crap because I said I don't feel that way about children right now, you guys. I know you're freaking out. Um, <laughs> the nah. chat's going crazy. No, no I'm just, just kidding. kidding. <laughs> uh, I said I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm good with Serena. All right. So let's just go ahead and move on to June. And I'm Lydia. That's what I really want to talk about. I do want to talk about Off George and the reveal of the rings. Yeah. Uh, so... Okay, let's, so with the lead into June, there is that, that realization that in Washington, things are different for yeah. everyone, especially Handmaid's Tales, or hand, handmaid, Handmaids, uh, and, and that when we're first introduced, their mouths are already covered. So I, I, once the mouth was covered, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be bad. I don't know about you guys. Did you feel like, oh, this is like going to be really horrible? So I first noticed that mouth cover on the escalator mm-hmm. when the girls were going up. June noticed, you know, and I thought, well, that's strange. Uh, why do they have that? And then I thought, oh, maybe they're in a. Pu- <laughs> I'm so naive. Maybe they're in a public place. <laughs> they can't get sick. You know, some people wear the mask right. in the in the airport. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think much of it, but it, but I did notice it, and there was it was just an alert. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I didn't go as dark as. To where it went, and that's when I was just, yeah, I was disturbed by watching that, and I wasn't ready for it, which sounds crazy, because at this point, we should be ready for anything, yeah. but I wasn't, um, yeah, I was like, oh, 
Like American Horror Story, like you yeah, said. You know, whenever she asked Aunt Lydia to help put her put it on, I'm like, oh, why don't you just slide it up? But then I saw the the snaps, the snaps in the back, and you could hear her cl- like clasping mm-hmm. each one. I was just like, wow, yeah, wow. That's yeah. all I could think. Even if you look at uh, June's face, like you can tell it was very tight. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it wasn't like a, a snuggie. Yeah, like that's it was right. her face kind of looked like a lollipop or something like that. It was like squeezing that. the jet. Yes. You know what it reminded me of? And this is like such an old reference, but the scene in the Titanic when the mother was tying the corset. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? How yeah, it was like, and she was, yeah, she was being forced to marry someone to help out blah, blah, blah. That's another movie. But it just, the scene kind of reminded me of like, know your place mm-hmm. and yeah. stay in it. Yeah, it was a statement. It was a statement I, as yeah. far as like, you don't have a voice in mm-hmm. this society. Mm-hmm. Like, you have no voice. So, it was very cringeworthy. I knew it was something under there, but to me, I just connected to y'all. Y'all don't have any voice to whatever's going on. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely. I was like, oh, that's a muzzle. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay, so that's interesting. And then I guess even within Washington, they do have the choice, and even in 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 Boston, they have the choice to ring the handmaids where they basically sew their lips sh- shut with uh, ouch. what appears to be like gold <laughs> like it looks like, like a metal brass yeah or like mm-hmm. a brass. uh and, and i'm not surprised by that uh you know it, because if you think about it like june has been so vocal as a handmaid and it, for what they're doing to these women i wouldn't be surprised if someone was like well the first few rounds of them figuring out how to get to a position where a woman would, would would lay there and be raped without being vocal. Someone probably was like, we should probably just sew their mouth shut so they'll stop screaming. And I that's mean, like the original get, intention of the rings. Do they get fed from a straw? You know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. how do you yeah. eat? Right. What are you eating? Or drinking smooth? Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that scene was terrible when yeah. I saw the brass wire, mm-hmm. her mouth being shot. I was, you know, and like you said, Chef, like, why wasn't she answering any of June's questions? I was yeah. like, I know she's not that mad, this girl staying in her room. Yeah. And I was just like, something is wrong with her. Like, yeah. either a tongue was cut out or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we see, the, I was just like, yeah. wow, they take it all the way over here. Mm-hmm. It even shocked June. Yeah, She, she had that, did. like, yeah, uh, gonna, she was going to throw, throw up. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, things are terrible where she's, she's at, but things are, right. you know, a lot of gross things are happening but even if you think about what Aunt Lydia said when um they first arrived there she said something like women aren't allowed to like when June had to uh, get on she, her knees she said she said something about like they don't play up here in the capital right. she didn't say it yeah. like that but basically, basically they don't play in the capital she's like yeah but I don't think June thought to like that capacity yeah I I, I wouldn't put anything uh you know outside of of Gilead to do what they feel was appropriate and and in the eyes of God. So let's get right into Aunt Lydia, yeah. speaking of the eyes of God. And then we'll come circle back to June and and the Swiss. But that moment with Aunt Lydia made absolutely no sense to me. Really? <laughs> like, because... I was thinking back, too. I, I know they want to toy with the idea of having sympathy for the villains of the story. But at the same time, and and I think even the actress Andal, I think this is Andal. Yeah, I, yeah. I often get her confused with another actress. No, no, that's um, her. Yeah, I was talking about how Aunt Lydia has love for these handmaids. I mean, I, I guess I, don't, I mean, I maybe I don't know what love is, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it does not seem like she loves them. And so, 
for her to break and finally be like, I, no, I don't want you to be silenced. And to say, like, more so she wants him to be obedient than mm-hmm. silent. Sure. I, I, and the hug, it just, it seemed, it, it rang a little untrue for me, just knowing yeah. the history of their relationship. And it seemed, like, very easy, like... Yeah, and I know they're both vulnerable and kind of huh. broken, but it just seemed... It just yeah, untrue. I mean, it wasn't... I guess what I... I kind of believe her to a certain extent, but only because of the situation Mm -hmm. that June is in. And she sees that it is taking a toll on her. And she sees what the the commanders are doing to the other handmaids in Mm -hmm. the capital. And she sees how harsh their punishment is. So I feel like maybe she does have a little bit of compassion, but at the same time, she was hired to do her job. So she's going to do it so she doesn't end up in the colonies. Yeah. It just, it was, it was... Uh, I don't know. Do you I, mean, I, oh, sorry, I have a quick question for. Do you mean you didn't um, believe the writing, or you don't believe that her character? Uh, maybe it's the same thing, but you don't believe that. You, do you think that Lydia and Lydia is just playing it on that she's more sympathetic than she really is to June because she just wants her to like move forward and and no, and I don't stay I, focused. It's not, or or uh, the writing wasn't like no, do you know it wasn't the writing. Oh. It, it just it didn't seem like that was a moment that would ever happen between the two of them. Yeah. Because when when June has tried to show out Lydia's sympathy, she's tased her and hit her. Gotcha. And so and and that's Aunt Lydia's never really shown true sympathy or empathy to any of the handmaids, no matter what she says. So I don't know if maybe that moment between her and Janine really did break her and change her in some type of way where maybe she's having a conflict of, of interest or whatever, a conflict of, of her of her moral center. Yeah. But it just Maybe it was a little too soon for us to have that moment between them, and maybe you could have given us a few more episodes before it happened. Okay, I agree with that. Gotcha. Because yeah. at this point, I was just like, "What?" Are you like, and, and she's handing her a muzzle. Like, I mean, it, it did happen right after she had a reaction, a, a like visual reaction to the brass mm-hmm. when Aunt Lydia first saw that, mm-hmm. and then we immediately like went into that scene with with her and June. Um, that was that was interesting. Yeah, but so with that said, like. June is just having a lot of those hard moments between Nick discovering the the thing about Nick and then also that moment with her and Serena at the Lincoln Memorial, which felt a little bit a little bit on the nose, but mm-hmm. uh, not everyone feels that way about American history. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it was one of those things where it, it felt like oh, whatever, I'll deal with it later. Uh, that's it out. It, it yeah, tell us how you that, feel. <laughs> I'm not going to talk anymore about the Lincoln Memorial. Okay. But, well, okay. We have, a, man, we have a quick question. At the same time, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. In the in the chat, it's a question for the panel. How do you feel about the original book removing people of color from the society? Oh, actually, didn't read this the book. Is so, so dangerous, I'm you guys. You know, people. Did they actually say in the so book in the there's book, no people of color? There are no people of color. They They're taken onto said- a boat, and oh. the boat is sunk into the middle of the ocean. <gasps> Holy! And that's how Gilead gets rid of. So maybe that's why it's taken them so long to incorporate people of color in this world uh, in the TV show. I mean, I'm not making excuses for. Oh, she's like, no, no. No, I'm just. I, I mean, it's it's wrong either way. Obviously, it's you know 2018, and well, I think I've seen one Asian and one black well, no, person and one of people of color know, on like, the show. I think yeah. what what I've talked about, and I'm sure people are tired of me saying, is that if you're going to acknowledge other types of oppression, you sure. need to acknowledge racial oppression. Like of it course. is one of the oldest forms of oppression, and so for them to acknowledge. Um, 
homophobia and for right. them to acknowledge xenophobia and, 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 and fear of the other in terms of religion, then you should acknowledge that by a person having a different skin color, yeah. that has been historically of a way to persecute others. And so... And also that's even the, the way yeah. they persecute women. So th- that's always rang untrue to me that they don't talk about it. Even if they want to say, well, in the books they don't talk about it. I was like, but she gives you the reason for why she doesn't talk about it. Because ah. they all have been murdered. So, yeah. <laughs> like, they're so, called the children of Ham. The children of Ham, oh, yes. Wow. And they're taken onto a boat. And the boat is, is sunk in the middle of the ocean. Yikes. So, I did not know that. Well, okay. yeah, that's crazy. And I'm sorry, last comment I will read from the chat because we're going to wrap it up soon. Yeah. But um, L Wood says, I think Aunt Lydia was shaken by her core by being stabbed. I think she had post-traumatic stress when she beat um, Janine Janine Mm -hmm. and June. Now she's questioning, was Gilead Gilead worth what it's costing her humanity? Yeah. That could be good. I can see that. That was good. Uh, I I, I know we have a few more things to stop, so we might go a little bit over. I'm so sorry. But like, uh, (laughs) so... Before, I just want to wrap up real quick the thoughts on Serena and June with that encounter in terms of them being like, I wish I'd sewn your mouth shut. And she was like, I wish I let you burn in that fucking fire. Thoughts? <laughs> okay, I'll say this. I literally wrote this down. June told Serena, you built this whole world just so you could have someone, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Boom. I was just like, yeah, completely mm-hmm. facts. You're still empty. You're still going to be alone, and you're never going to have anything. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I don't know. I think they're the same person in different worlds um, in a way. There's so many parallels in in their strengths and their weaknesses and their fire and their determination. Um, It's it's a good match, and I hate to say that, like pen and girl against each other. But um, um, I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah, sure. No, likewise, and I just want to speak on it. Abraham Lincoln um, Memorial being that his head was blasted off he was symbolic of freedom but you can just tell that like no one was free so that's what I got from even though they're both tug, playing tug of war like no one's free we can clearly see a pair and we're not even going to get on the- oh yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I think it was striking but I do think it was on the nose and I think that going to the Lincoln Memorial and doing that is is a complicated thing because if you go back and you really listen to what Lincoln was saying during uh, the Civil War, he wasn't necessarily uh, for freedom. He was for whoever's the strongest one. Go back and read that stuff. Anyways, That's so, the thing. They don't start, they don't teach that in school. It's yeah, the problem. They don't, they don't yeah, there's, in there, there's a Howard's in the real history of the United States. Yeah. People should read that. You guys, we've <laughs> gone over. So remember when I said, like, special segment in news. Uh, psych! It's not going to happen tonight. So <laughs> let's just go range predictions and then we'll wrap it up and we'll be done. So... Your After Buzz TV predictions. Okay, if you want. Um, I... I think that unfortunately they're going to make some progress with getting baby Nicole back. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that Commander George will have some type of power over Commander Waterford. Mm-hmm. And they could possibly be moving to D.C. unless they get caught up in that and let's say are busted for getting caught in the scheme. And mm-hmm. then, boom, they're banished to the depths of pits of hell, too. Mm. <laughs> to the pits of hell. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's looking like Nicole may come back. Um, I had faith in, in Sweden being a neutral country, but then something, when they started saying, they spoke to June, uh, they were like, oh, but Gilead has a lot of power. Yeah. So it was, it was, man, it was like, damn, like, there goes our shot. Even the most neutral, you know, um, I don't know, uh, wanting of good uh, country uh, is going to be dominated by the powerful uh, Gilead. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Um, I think Nicole is going to make her way back somehow, and June is going to go more full force with getting Hannah up out of there. Right. And I think June is just you know playing like both sides. Okay, I'm gonna have to play y'all game, be a little more smarter than y'all mm-hmm. to figure this out. Okay, so end game. This is what I think. So I think that Luke is going to try and maneuver it to get Hannah back and trade off. Nicole for Hannah. I think that's a possibility. Oh, wow. I also think that this is a crazy possibility. That long game, June may never get free of Gilead, but she may end up becoming a commander's wife. Whoa. Just a thought. All right. Well, that wraps up our episode of The Handmaid's Tale After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we went a little long for you guys since we didn't have an episode last week, so you're welcome. I'm Adrian Snow. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm C. Adrian Snow. And Chef, where can I follow you? You can find me at Chef underscore Beans with the Z. And you can find me at Lauren the Truth. Find me at Veronica, the letter B, online. All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in, yes, and yes. we will see you for sure as long as there's no traffic next week. <laughs> next week, same time. Same time. <laughs> founder Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.